welcome back to the Bee Lion Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Brenneman, reporting to you from my couch currently because I'm having a regeneration day, but I still felt the pulse and the response to get on here and talk about a topic that I, I have some expressing to do around. Uh, and this might be more like emotional processing, but I've had some pretty big realizations over the last couple months. And so this is kind of like a life update as well. I was sharing in my stories about like what it feels like to be in an emotional high and also what it feels like to go to a job where you can't necessarily be yourself when you're experiencing the full range of emotions, like when you're in melancholy or when you're in a low and work in a public facing job. And then that turned into me talking about the last couple of months and how important it actually has been for me to get a job again, a job job. I've had a job. I've been working for myself for the last two years, but that it just spurred a lot of conversations in my DMs and I realized I had a lot to say about this and that I think because on social media, a lot of times what we see is the highlight reel. We don't realize how much people can be struggling behind the scenes or how you could maybe envy somebody or think that somebody has something all figured out, but really in reality, they are a struggling and maybe experiencing a really dark time in their life. Um, and not to say that I think everybody thinks I have it all figured out by any means, but I like to be fully transparent about the realities of certain things that seem really awesome to an outside perspective. And I think being self-employed is one of those things because, you know, there's a lot of business coaches on Instagram and self-employed influencers and people like that, that just seem like they're living the dream And truth be told, at first it was like that for me. The first year of being self-employed was pretty lovely. Just for the fact that I could rest when I wanted, I could cry when I wanted, I didn't have to work if I didn't feel good, I made my own hours, I could work from wherever, I didn't have to ask for time off, I didn't have to answer to anybody. All the reasons that we kind of get sold on self-employment and how amazing it is and are all the reasons why I'm still doing it now and I don't intend to give it up entirely. Um, I, it's incredibly empowering for me to have a form of income that is through self-employment and there's a dark side to it and there's a downside and it's not as easy as some people make it seem and it's also not correct for everybody at least as a full-time situation so you know when I first got into working for myself that was in 2016 I was still bartending but I had gone to this like personal training school I think I talked about this in my money episode so I'm not going to go super in detail but just a recap for those who haven't listened to it um went to this in-person personal training school got certified 
ended up getting a job at a fitness studio through my network, but was still, because I wasn't making like any money at the fitness studio. It was really just a jumping off point and a way for me to find a mentor and keep learning and get hands-on experience and whatnot. And so I knew it was going to be a while before that was my job, right? And I was really convinced that I just had to grind, grind, grind. Like that hustle culture conditioning really got to me to where it was like, you just have to put your head down and work and do what you got to do. And eventually it's all going to pay off. So, you know, there were some days where I was closing the bar and not going to bed until like 1am. And then I had to be up at 4.30 to go take a like 6am personal training client or teach a 5am class or whatever. And luckily that didn't last for super long. Like I ended up figuring it out to where I was only bartending on the weekends, but it was still exhausting because I never had a full day off. Like I was either at the studio and with clients or I was bartending. And it was just a lot and it was a lot to be going through and to like as an emotional being to feel like I was just living this very fast-paced life where I was go, 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 and I didn't have that slowness that I'm able to have now and that time with myself to be able to process things, and I was really just in survival mode. The thought of being fully self-employed and being able to make my own schedule and not be on somebody else's clock, which in all reality, especially with personal training, you, you still are on other people's time. Like, my life was still totally like, when can my clients work out with me you know, it was still very catered towards them and not me making my own schedule. So that was a misconception that I had about it. You're still working for, you're, you might be working for yourself, but you're still working for people, right? Your clients employ you. So anyways, um, the thought of that was just like, oh my God, like I don't have to be somewhere up late. I can go to bed whenever I want. I had all these stories in my mind around what it was going to be like to be fully self-employed. And I had a few different mentors over the years that were empowered women that were fully self-employed. And they were honest with me about the challenges. They were honest about the difficulties, but I still had this like Garden of Eden. I'm on the cross of Eden. Garden of Eden (laughs) in my mind of what it was going to be like. You know, especially if there was like a social gathering from the studio and I couldn't go because I had to go to my other job or situations like that where it's like, man, if I was just working for myself, like I could go hang out with everybody and or go on this trip or whatever, but I have all these obligations. So things were always coming up like that where it was like, you know, what if, what if, or, or I'll be happy when this happens, like those types, that type of mentality. And I was still very conditioned to be, um, well, first of all, my ego was very conditioned to think that I had the willpower to hustle and grind and yada, yada. And number two, I was like strategically conditioned. I think all right beings kind of go through this process of grieving, identifying with the work that you do. Or So at the time, I was like, this is my five-year plan. This is my trajectory. And I was really identifying with being this like incredible personal trainer that really knew her shit, like really knew about body mechanics, very science-backed, yada, yada. 
And I even thought about going to back to school for kinesiology. Um, I was very, very identified with this is what I do. This is what's on my business card, right? So when I started getting into body work and other things, human design, energy-based work, a lot of the things that I do now, it was very strange for me because my identity was surrounded around like being a personal trainer and I had to be open to the possibility of income coming to me in other ways and not just through my personal training business. So it that was kind of an identity death to start with. And it was something that I was embarrassed to share. Like when I was a personal trainer, it was like, oh yeah, like I kind of co-own this fitness studio. I, I wouldn't really call myself a co-owner, even though my business partner did, because I had sweat equity. It wasn't actually, and I guess I'm kind of downplaying that, but she called me a co-owner. And so whatever it was something that was cool to talk about right like ooh, yeah I'm doing this thing and it gave my open ego something to brag about and when I started doing other things that were kind of weird to the general public you know or kind of niche fringe things um that was a bit of an identity loss and that that was a challenge and then when the pandemic hit and I started to realize that I did not want to do personal training anymore even though I had invested so much into that and I that it was time for me to pivot that was a whole thing and that job felt very secure for me like even though I was technically self-employed. I had like the tribal support from my business partner. Um, It felt like I didn't have to do a ton of work to get clients because it just came through the network that she had created that I had become a part of. And yeah, even though it like, don't get me wrong, it was absolutely a challenge and it took me a while to get to a place where I was only bartending like one day a week and I was mostly working for myself there was still a lot of support there and I woke up and I went somewhere every day and I was with community and I felt like I was a part of a team and moving towards a bigger purpose and also I'm Aquarius North Node so there is kind of a lot in my in my being (laughs) about working together towards a goal right to make this place a better place to live and so or improve upon something for the collective um so anyways I digress back to this is what rightness is like you guys I'm like I don't even know where I am in my story now I'm just taking you all on a tangential journey and (laughs) no idea what's coming out of my mouth at this point but when the pandemic hit I realized oh shit I need to leave this situation, this is no longer right for me. And then I was fully on my own. You know, I had lost my restaurant job because the restaurant closed. And it was like, all of a sudden, my husband had lost his job, his salary job. 
and was starting over in a different career, a different industry. And that was terrifying. Both of us were really scared, as I think most people were during that time. And I kind of just had to figure it out. I had to, I mean, I don't want to, looking back, I'm like, I didn't necessarily figure anything out. It just was one response after another. But at this time, I was fully indoctrinated into kind of like the coaching industry and the pipe dream that exists within that, you know, the Instagram coaching industry pyramid scheme. (laughs) Um, I'm being cheeky, but I do think there is a lot of conditioning within that space, especially when you invest with a business coach. And I've heard that be described as a pyramid scheme. And I actually think that's very accurate where it's like you're paying a business coach an insane amount of money. And then they're, they have invested interest in you doing well because it's like they want you to keep signing up with them or they want you to have a success story to get another person to sign up with them. And so they're convincing you that you need to sell your coaching and do it this way and yada, yada. I'm not saying that coaching is not a good thing. I love being a coach. I love receiving coaching. I think there are so many um, amazing ethical coaches out there and there's ways to do it ethically. But I also think that, and like, I don't really follow anybody like this anymore. So I don't really know how it's painted. But at the time when I was drinking the Kool-Aid, I anticipated like, oh, I'm going to make this much a month you know, this is what it's going to look like because this is what people are saying. When in all reality, it is really fucking hard. (laughs) And it actually takes a lot of willpower to be able to fully support yourself based, like to fully support yourself from an online business. So I grinded through it And I felt like I had to show up on social media all the time, even if I wasn't in the mood. And I felt like I had to go live a certain amount of times and always be available in my DMs for people. And there was just like all of this conditioning and these essentially rules that I had taken on as like, this is how you become a successful coach. And I wasn't even really thinking like, am I satisfied by this? Is this what I really want to be doing? Is this even how I want to be coaching or is this how I want my systems to be set up or is this just based upon what somebody else is telling me or what conclusions I'm coming to based upon the content that I'm consuming? So especially when it comes to like sales around coaching and the the deeper I get into my process and knowing myself and the more I've learned about my design and just mechanics in general, the more I don't look at sales as the like strategic trickery, whatever. It's, it's not, you don't really have to sell anything when you're being yourself. And I know that's a big claim, I mean, I guess you do because you're like showing up and sharing or whatever, but a lot of what I learned 
in sales was just really icky and I could never actually apply any of it like I learned it all and then I was like cool I'm not going to do any of that and at the time I internalized it as you just don't have the guts to do this which is true I have an open ego I don't have the gall the nerve (laughs) um it's like I internalized that as in order to be successful as a coach, you need to be using these certain sales tactics. And like, if you don't, you're not going to have clients. And that's completely 100% not true. And I actually think that the coaching industry is super manipulative. Wow, I didn't know this episode was going to go into me talking about the manipulation that goes on in the coaching industry, but here we are. (laughs) I feel like it all feeds into the reason why I wanted to talk about this but anyways I never want somebody to feel like if they don't work with me then they're not worthy of a great life or that they're missing out on something or that their life is going to continuously just getting worse if they don't deal with their problems right now I want people to work with me that either have a desire to know or love themselves deeper or want to be more empowered to be themselves, period. And I only want people to work with me that are making that decision from their authority to the best of their abilities and not because I'm using some sort of fucking sales tactic. Because truth be told, like, you don't actually need me. (laughs) But sometimes it's 100% correct to get outer authority or get guidance or support um, or sharing from another person. And I think that's, I think it's super valuable. But the way that the coaching industry frames it is like pain point marketing. And I can, I can't do that. I will never do that. So I started realizing that maybe or I started feeling like maybe coaching wasn't correct for me because I don't want to charge these astronomical amounts that I see being charged and I don't want to pain point market and I don't want people to feel like they're missing out on something if they're not working with me or that they have or that they're just going to keep getting worse if they don't work with me And I was like, well, if I'm not willing to do those things, then maybe coaching isn't correct for me. When in reality, I think that that all plays into it 100%. And I also think that I'm the type of person that enjoys working with a team that needs to get out of the house, that needs some structure It just feels healthier for me to have some structure that I show up for. Like I things that I know are going to take place in my schedule, in my weekly schedule. You know, I was diagnosed with ADHD at a young age. My whole family has it. (laughs) And when I first found human design, I was like, well, maybe I don't have ADHD. It's just all of these things. 
and maybe that's the case. I don't know. I, I still don't really understand it because there's things that I suffer from or experience because of ADHD that people with like completely different designs also experience. So I can't really point to the same things in a chart that cause these ADHD symptoms. Anyways, that being said, for people with ADHD, structure is actually really healthy, but it's not the type of structure that's like militant or um, like every day at this day, I do this thing. Maybe if you have gate five in your profile, that is correct, but I do not. But it's more around like just having some structure to flow through And for me, like showing up at a part-time job has been a structure that's been really healthy for me to where it's like, it doesn't, life doesn't feel as much like Groundhog's Day as it did when I was just working for myself full-time. So last year, there was a period of a few months and I don't remember what was going on astronomically, who knows, but my experience was... I was having these intense, intense meltdowns to where I legitimately thought I needed to go on psychiatric medicine. I thought I needed to be medicated and no shame on medication. I think it's incredibly necessary for some people out there, but it's just not anything that I've ever felt like I needed. Not to mention, I also didn't really have that to respond to. (laughs) I was just coming up with that idea in my mind of like, you need to be on meds. Because my moods were so erratic and so intense. Like, it was the type of intensity that I felt when I was drinking on a regular basis. And that was making my moods all over the place. But I was sober. And I was constantly dumping on my husband. Not that he cares. Because he was always supportive and always listened and was like somebody to lean on even though he was going through his own shit it was just to the point where I was like this is not this is not healthy and there's something seriously wrong with me my mind had convinced me there was something seriously wrong with me that I had some sort of undiagnosed mental illness like I would have depressive episodes where I didn't want to get out of bed and I started talking to my dad more about my dad's a clinical psychologist and so he obviously has a very different perspective than I do because he he doesn't study human design and he has like the psychology perspective but he also has ADHD and has studied ADHD extensively and he was like yeah that's your ADHD when I would tell him about these depressive episodes these giant mood swings and he started giving me little things that I could do to like add some structure to my day um and it was helpful and I started realizing I don't know if if like being alone so much and just being me with my own thoughts and my own free reign of doing whatever I want all the time is actually good for me which doesn't seem like it makes sense right but for me it's just much healthier to have some place that I can go to and be with people and work as a team and I do think that might have something to do with my ADHD so over the last year I was working like once a month at the restaurant that I worked at pre-pandemic 
And it's a restaurant that my husband worked at for 10 years. We know the owners very well. They're like family to us. And I had just been helping them out because the pandemic is really hard on restaurants, especially locally owned, like mom and pop type restaurants. And they were running with a skeleton staff, but also just needed some help here and there when people would go out of town or whatever. So I was just kind of their pickup person and I would work like one shift a month. And that was really nice. And I would notice like, even though I'd be physically tired because my body wasn't used to being on my feet and doing that again, I would like feel good for a few days afterwards. And I was, it was satisfying for me. And I remember I got really sick. I had COVID um, right around my birthday. And the time, like the three months before your birthday is just a really intense time anyways it's very transformative but it also feels like you're like I think of the hanged man card in tarot you are just feeling like you're suspended and nothing's really happening but your mind is kind of going crazy because it's almost like your mind and your body are in two different places and they need to catch up to each other that's energetically what it feels like and so I remember those three months before my birthday were really really hard and I, and then I got sick and I was the sickest I've ever been. I'm My hair is like still falling out from being sick back in June. And I was sick on my birthday, just so ill for weeks. It felt like weeks. <laughs> and I had been kind of, I think I'd like put a resume up on Indeed, even though my mind was like, you're a fourth line. It has to come through your network. <laughs> I was like, well, we're going to experiment and see what happens when it doesn't come through my network because I can't think of the last time I had a job. I don't know if ever. I think I had an internship or two that didn't come through my network and they didn't work out very well. So my mind had convinced me that if I'm a fourth line, it has to come through my network. So I put a resume up. I got a few responses to it and I wasn't stoked on any of them. And then there was this wellness center that was opening up super close to my house and they responded and I was like, oh, that could be cool. Like it's kind of, you know, it's in my special interest category. Um, You know, they have like saunas and cryotherapy and that kind of stuff. That could be really cool. So I didn't feel emotional clarity around it, but I still did it, which was kind of another experiment. Because I was still kind of, I wouldn't say I I was sick when I started, but I was still coming off of that, like, I've been in bed for two weeks, I'm really out of it, I'm still not feeling myself, I'm still fatigued. And it was like, I kind of just took the opportunity to see what would happen. And it was kind of shocking because I've never been in a sales situation that's like that's like I've worked in retail but not where it's this sales driven and where there's an incredible amount of pressure and expectation on you for very little pay in comparison to what I'm used to making especially like in the restaurant industry and oddly enough I ended up becoming friends with my manager who was into human design as well which was very cool so it kind of it felt like a fractal thing where this person's on my fractal clearly and I was only there for four months but I really felt what ego conditioning feels like to me now and feeling like I need to prove something and how 
ick that felt and I didn't like it (laughs) and also just knowing my worth like I realized that they maybe weren't capable of paying us more with that business model and that's fine but I also have the autonomy to be like okay I'm not going to do this then I'm going to walk away so that was very empowering um yeah it was overall a really interesting experience so at the same time I was going through these like emotional cycles while I was at this job and just being really stressed outside of work and noticing that this job was having a huge emotional impact on me and not in a good way like at first it was good it was one of those things where I was like this is awesome you know just going through the whole spectrum of emotions cycling through every feeling that was coming up including the highs and actually really enjoying certain parts of the job and making connections with people and whatever and getting to use these amazing services and it was wild um but then i <laughs> the meltdowns were continuing and you know outside of work i was melting down to my husband again and i'm like well clearly this uh, job is not healthy for me this is conditioning me in a way where i don't have a lot of energy to do anything that i love outside of work although you know i was still taking clients but i just it was like it was soul sucking me (laughs) i don't know so i started realizing i need to quit this job but i was starting to get used to having income again that wasn't just only from taking clients and having consistent income and knowing like a certain amount of my bills were paid and I wasn't just like starting at zero every month like it felt where you know when I was doing coaching full-time it just felt like I had to constantly be hustling in order to get my bills paid and by hustling I mean just like constantly on social media like talking to people in dms you know all of those things that you need to do to stay relevant or that I thought I needed to do And it was really nice to be able to pull back and not feel like I needed to do that all the time. And I still would, you know, have my livelihood. Because I I needed that pressure taken off of me. It was like a pressure valve release. And even though the job wasn't ultimately correct in the long run, I think it showed me, okay, it's important for you to have some sort of... uh, I don't even want to say consistent income because any job could be taken away at any time, but just where I'm not the only one on the hook for making the money. So I was melting down to my husband one day. I was just like, I hate this. And I had just worked a shift at the restaurant again. And I had made like in one night, I had made the same amount as I would make in a paycheck from this other job. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I am really good at bartending and waiting tables. That is where my skill set is when it comes to working like a W-2 job, not my self-employed job. And I actually miss it and I actually enjoy it. And he was like, well, you know, you could go back and work there. Like they would hire you if you want to work there a few days a week. And... I thought about the mechanics around this. Like, number one, 
it's my network. These people are like family to me. Number two, I've been working there just only once a month for the last year, but it's allowed me to really feel what it feels like again and go through like my emotional process with that. And also like the owners of this restaurant are super supportive of me and are kind of just like, you know, we love you. You're like family, like just tell us what you need. And that felt so good versus going into this place, this new place and feeling like I need to prove myself. Not to mention the difference in income, right? So there's like a number of different factors here. And I started having this, a lot of big feelings around feeling like I failed at being self-employed and feeling like I was letting myself down and also feeling like I was going to be a nobody and really grieving this fairy tale that I had created that was not panning out to be what I had initially thought it was going to be like. While still really fucking loving working with clients and loving what I do and doing human design, whatever, being a resource for people. I truly love that so much, but now I just get, I just get to love it and I don't feel like I need to prove anything. Like if I'm being honest over the last couple of years, I really felt like I was proving to people that I could be self-employed or proving to people that I'm a good coach because I can support myself off of my business. Or look, I've made it. And that just wasn't the case. And that's also okay. It's okay for things not to turn out the way that you thought they were going to. It's okay for, for you not to like the reality of something once you're actually doing it. And it's okay, especially if you're a generator, to let your sacral surprise you. And what I'm really realizing is satisfaction is truly all that matters. Truly. And I don't get to decide what brings me satisfaction. I just don't. And for me, it feels like doing a number of different things is actually what satisfies me. Which, of course, being an MG makes all the sense, right? Also, being right-oriented. I get to be surprised at what like how I am able to um, work and bring in income and the ways that release, the ways that I get to release my energy that also support my life. Because like I know all of us just wish money would appear out of thin air, but that's just not the world that we're all living in right now, unfortunately. And sometimes it does feel that way. Like when you are experimenting with your design you do just kind of get you get lucky sometimes and sometimes it does feel that way like wow I'm just supported but my mind like this whole time me going back to work and this is I've said this before I'll say it again when your mind is wanting you to do the opposite of what you're feeling like you need you want to do from your authority it's usually correct for you to do the thing your mind doesn't want you to do And my mind was throwing the biggest fit around going back to work. And it was all open ego shit. It was like, people are going to think you're a failure. 
you're above this work. You shouldn't be doing this work. You have these skill sets now. You've worked to prove that you have these skill sets. Like all of these stories, right? And yet my body was like, hey, being around people, working with a team, these things are what's satisfying for me. And, you know, I don't, this could be temporary. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I'm also, that's another thing that's like, I'm just open to being surprised by my sacral, by my response, by my satisfaction, by my emotional wave. And I notice that with people who are really deep in their experiment, there's this relaxation around life, like this general just openness to where life takes you because you really start to realize that your mind doesn't have control and you don't actually know what's going to happen and I'm riding my wave right now while my husband and I are both riding our waves around relocating to Iowa to help Brandy with inner space and her mission for those of you that know me Brandy's my best friend She lives in Iowa, owns a wellness center. It's expanding. It's awesome. And, you know, my mind is like, ooh, all your dreams could come true if you move. But I have not gotten the yes from my authority to move yet. And my mind is like, why are you waiting tables when you could be working at this incredible wellness center and working with clients more in person and helping Brandy with her mission and all of these things. And it feels like we're going in that direction, but until I get the yes, I don't know. So it's really interesting to be kind of straddling this line of like, there is this an amazing opportunity available to me, but I don't have the yes yet. And my mind just has to be okay with what's bringing me satisfaction and like what reality actually is right now versus this dream of a better life, you know? I feel like the not self is what dreams of a better life or is constantly convincing you that it should be different than what's actually happening. Whereas the more I experience my true self, glimpses of it, the more I'm just okay with what is and what is currently happening. And the more I've let go of needing a job title or needing a business card that has this, this is what I do, this is what I identify with. And it's more about just going with the flow and being a resource and connecting and creating bonds and experiencing emotional intimacy with others and learning about myself and letting my gifts reveal themselves as a second line and seeing where the call is, you know, being called out. That's another thing is like second lines have to be called out. And I very much feel called out by Brandy. <laughs> very much. Um, I feel very seen and very appreciated. And uh, I'm excited to see if that does go anywhere. You know, currently I've been Like I went up there last month and I did a working week where I took clients all weekend and, you know, just worked in her space with her and got to see what it was like to be a part of her team, you know, facilitated a circle with her business partner who's a mental health therapist. And it was really cool. And it feels like as an emotional being, I'm like dating 
Iowa or I'm dating the potential of that life by going up there, you know, like every other month and really seeing what it feels like to work there and be there. And that feels like that's a part of my emotional process is like, this is what, this is what it might be like. This is a taste of what it might be like, you know, but still having that awareness that I am always going to experience lows and highs and everything in between, melancholy, and that when I get a life that I want, (laughs) or quote-unquote get the better life, um, I'm still going to experience those things. I'm still going to experience those intense emotions, and I'm still going to suffer and experience pain and it, life is not always going to be amazing. <laughs> Whereas I think back to the person I used to be, which I legitimately thought that I was going to find the Garden of Eden and then live happily ever after in the Garden of Eden, which makes so much sense with my incarnation cross. But what I'm really learning is that life is full of conflict and crisis. And from that comes beauty and idealism and incredible stories and rich emotional depth and that I'm never gonna find the Garden of Eden outside of myself and it doesn't even matter what I do what matters more is that I'm surrounded by the right people and right now I feel really satisfied I like going to a job two days a week. I I really like what I'm doing in my work. I love my friendships. I like being self-absorbed and totally in my own thing and not always thinking about other people. I like the feeling of being called out as a second line and being noticed and seen in that way even though it can be really uncomfortable and I like my day-to-day I just I like being in my body and everything that comes with that and if you ask me that's really what human design is all about is starting to enjoy being in your actual body and not living up in your mind all the time in what could be, what should be, whatever. And that's really what these last couple months have shown me is that it really doesn't matter um, what you're doing entirely if you like being in your body and you are experiencing your signature on a regular basis. Doesn't mean I'm never frustrated. (laughs) I do experience frustration 100%. But it's... And I do experience the not self too, but it's different because the not self is now just like this little bee that I kind of swat away versus like this thing that I'm constantly dealing with that's making my decisions for me and taking over my life. And this was a really cathartic episode to record because I got to reflect on the last six, seven years of my life and just how far I've come. And how sometimes your external 
and what you have or how your life is going from the outside of things actually doesn't matter because it's more about what you are experiencing and your perception of your reality versus other people's perception of your reality or even what your mind thinks should be happening. Because if I were just somebody looking in on my life, I'd kind of be like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Nothing spectacular. And yet I feel this sense of wonder and awe and um, deep curiosity about myself and about life that I, I hadn't felt until human design and until the last couple years. So to wrap this up, you know, if you're somebody who is been sold the pipe dream of self-employment being the cure to everything terrible, then it's just not true. Or if you're somebody who's quote unquote failed at doing that and you're feeling like a failure because you've had to go back to work or your body has just guided you to make a change in your life and it's been surprising to you. You know, if you're really listening to your authority, prepare to let it surprise you. Because I have shocked myself quite a few times over the last year. And sometimes what is emotionally healthy or physically healthy for you is not going to be what society tells you or what conditioning has told you or even what your own freaking mind has told you almost all the time not what your mind has told you (laughs) um my dog just cuddled up to me he literally has his arms around me so (laughs) you can hear him breathing but feels like a good I think he's telling me enough is enough it's a good time to wrap this up um And I thank you for listening and for being here with me. And to those that sparked this conversation in my DMs, I appreciate you. And I am so, I'm just so appreciative of the connections that I've made with people all around the world because of human design, like this one commonality, the system that's brought us all together and the awareness that's sparked within me because of the conversations and the connections that I have. And although I don't show up on Instagram as much as I used to because simply I don't have the response and I've freed myself of needing to do it a certain amount of time or any rules around that. Um, I'm consistently inconsistent with this podcast, with my socials, with responding to people. That's just, that's who I am and I'm accepting of that now, whereas I used to try to not be uh, inconsistent. So yeah, I'm just uh, very appreciative of anybody who's listening and has taken the time to have a conversation with me and get to know me better and has also shared about themselves. And I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm in it for the satisfaction and this was satisfying to record. So until next time, until I get the next pulse, the next response to express and share myself in this way. Thanks for being here.